Welcome to another inspiring podcast from C3 New Hope. For more information about our church and its locations, please visit our website at c3newhope.com.au. Well, hello and a massive happy Father's Day to all our dads, all our uncles, all our granddads, all the dads that are going to be dads one day, all our foster care dads, everyone that's a dad right now, I want to say a massive happy Father's Day to you guys. I um, hope you've been looked after this morning, I hope you've had a chance to you know, get some brekkie in bed or some bacon and eggs. Uh, whatever that's been happening right now, I hope that you feel blessed. Uh, and I'm convinced that today, I want to encourage our dads. You know, we live in a world today where I believe one of our greatest heartaches that we have is the spirit of the fatherlessness. And uh, I want to be able to shout out to all our dads. And I want to encourage every single one of you. And even if you're in the room right now watching this and you're a dad or a granddad or an uncle, or maybe today you're a spiritual dad to somebody here, I just want to encourage you today that you have what it takes to be the difference that our community so desperately needs. You know, we've lived in a pretty wacky wide world the last two or three years and there's been sort of cause for, for thinking, you know, what does the world need most right now? I believe that one of the ingredients, one of the things that our world needs more than anything right now is actually fathers who will take a stand, Father who, fathers who will show their children the ways of the Lord. Fathers will have the Deuteronomy 6 call and it has a, a sense that I'll show my children the ways of God. And so I want to give a shout out to you, I want to encourage you today. You guys are awesome and you have what it takes to be the difference in our community, in our churches, in our families, and we need you. In fact, why don't we quickly just pray for you guys right now. And again, if you're, in a, if you're a dad in the room right now, um, if you've got a wife or children nearby, just lay their hands on, on our dads right now and quickly pray for you guys. So Father God, I thank you so much that you are God the Father, that you love every single one of us that you've set us apart. In fact, you call us a child of God. And Lord Jesus, here today, I want to lift every single one of our men, every single one of our dads uh, who have children under their care, Lord Father. And I, I thank God for them. Lord, I pray that you'll fill them with encouragement, fill them with strength, fill them with a boldness, I pray, in this world that we live in, to be able to lead from the front. Help them, Lord God, by the power of your Holy Spirit. Go before each and one of them. God, we lift them up to you in Jesus' mighty name. Amen, amen, amen. Hey, it wouldn't be Father's Day without telling a Father's Day joke, right? A bit of a dad joke. It's one of my favorite things. If my daughter was watching this right now, she'd be rolling her eyes down that right now. But I have, a, I have a little joke for you, okay? So here it is, here it is. It says, um, it's actually a little saying, actually. It says, my wife told me to go and put custard on the shopping list. Now I can't read a thing. That's pretty good. Um, I asked my wife when her birthday was, and she said it was March the 1st. So I walked around the room and asked her again. <laughs> um, sad news today, my beast parrot died. Mind you, it was a huge weight off my shoulders. Pretty good one here, okay, no worries. Anyway, I'll, I'll let the bad, bad dad jokes uh, for you guys a little bit later on. So why don't we just get into the word right now, because that's what we're here for. And I, I've actually got a little less of a, it's a little less of a preach, a little less of a message that's traditional of a devotional, but I actually sense it's more of a prophetic call for our church, a prophetic call for our families, a prophetic call for, for individuals right now who are, who are believing in God, who are pressing into God, who are seeking God right now. 
And the word's quite simple, but it's, it's, I think it's really pivotal for the season and the life of where our church finds itself right now. And the word is this. The word is drought breakers. Drought breakers. Now, I don't know every single person who's watching this right now. I don't know what your story, what your life looks right now. But I've got a sense in my heart that this is a message, like I said, for our church, but also for individuals right now who are believing in God, who are in faith, for, uh, in, in faith in God for, for a circumstance, for something that they, they have received a word from God and they're believing for. And I want to encourage you this morning. I'm believing, I, I sense that God's speaking to us right now that there is rain coming. There's fresh rain coming. And I want to be able to share from four of my favorite verses in 1 Kings chapter 18. Actually, if you want to dive there in your bubbles right now, that'd be great. 1 Kings chapter 18. And uh, as we dive into it, it's actually like, it's a, it's a gnarly chapter in the Bible. There's so much happening there. But I actually want to start in verse 41 where the title in my Bible says, Elijah, he prays for rain. He prays for rain. And he says these words. So, then Elijah said to Ahab, he, now Ahab was the king of the time, and he was married to a, a lady called Jezebel. And Jezebel, I mean, she was a little bit of a piece of work. She was a bit of an interesting lady. She was, uh, she was quite controlling. She was manipulative. She, she actually was leading the people in a, to a place of idolatry, leading the people into a place away from the ways of God. And so Elijah's speaking to the king at the time. He says, go and get something to eat and drink. He's my kind of guy. I quite like that. Um, go get something to eat and drink. And then he says, for I hear, for I hear. Let me tell the person next to you right now and say, for I hear a mighty rainstorm coming. Now, this is really significant in the time because if we're looking to the context of this scripture right now, we understand that the, that the, the people, they find themselves in a time of three and a half years of droughts. There has been no rain. And so the droughts led to famine. The famines led to hardship. The, there's, there's trial and there's challenge within the time. And as you read through the Bible, you'll notice a couple of things of, of, of Scripture repeating itself in regards to patterns that are presented to us. We know that whenever there's droughts that takes place in the Bible, often it's a time of judgment. Often it's a time of God getting the attention of the people during the time. Whereas when we see rain, Rain's often seen as a, as, a, as a word for blessing. Rain's a, a word for abundance. Rain is a time when, when God is for the people and, and seeing goodness for the people. And so we, we read this here right now where um, Elijah comes and says, I'm seeing a rain cloud or rainstorm coming. And it's kind of out of the blue because they haven't seen this for a real long time. So Ahab, he went to eat and drink. But Elijah climbs, he climbs to the top of Mount Carmel and bowed low to the ground and prayed to, with his face between his knees. He was kind of getting a bit of yoga on at the time. His, his face between his knees, quite flexible as he was. And uh, then he said to his servant, go and look, go and look out towards the sea. So the servant went and looked and he returned to Elijah and said, I didn't see anything. Seven times, seven times, Elijah went, went to him to, and said to him, go and look. And finally, the seventh time, his servant told him, I saw just a little cloud. It was a cloud, but it was only a little cloud about the size of a man's hand rising from the sea. 
And I love the faith of Elijah. I love the sense of him right now. He says, then Elijah climbed, so Elijah shouted, hurry, go and tell Ahab and tell him to climb into your chariot and go home. If you don't hurry, the rain will stop you. And I love this. This is the provision. This is the promise being fulfilled. This is, and it says, and soon the sky was so black with clouds and a heavy winds brought a terrific rainstorm, a terrific rainstorm. Now, I believe here that I'm speaking to drought breakers. I'm speaking to, to, to Elijah's. And just like God raised up Elijah's back in the Old Testament time, I'm believing that God's raising Elijah's here for our time. I'm believing that God's raising drought breakers for our communities that need a touch of God so desperately. And I want to stir up faith amongst you all here this morning. I want to be able to encourage you to hear this morning with what, again, what I believe to be a prophetic word for our church, that we're called to be uh, drought breakers, that when everything looks hopeless, we have a God that can come and bring fresh rain, bring fresh rain into our community. And I've got three things here this morning that I'd love to be able to encourage you with when it comes to drought breaking. The first one here is we've got to listen up. We have to listen up. You see, in verse 41, Elijah says, For I hear a mighty rainstorm. He hears it. He doesn't hear it here. He hears it here. You see, what happens is that Elijah, he's received a word. He's received a word. And in our life, we need to be able to make sure that we are going to the word of God. We are seeking his presence, that we're finding ourselves in places where we can come to the Father and say, God, I need a word for my life. I need a vision for my life. I need direction for my life. And if I can have this word, then I can hold on to that word and I can find myself living in the will of God and living kingdom oriented life. And what Elijah has, he finds himself with a word. He hears a rainstorm. And here's the interesting thing about he heard actually the rain twice. He heard, and because it was attached with faith, he actually heard the rain falling in his heart. But then also he saw the rain falling from the sky. And Ahab's, the way that Ahab felt the rain, Elijah had already seen that because of the word that was given. I love someone like an Abraham. He had a word to go. He didn't have instructions where to go, but he had the word to go. And so he left everything he had, everything he knew, and he went. Why? Because he had a word. Moses had a word from God to go and set the, God's people free. And he had to go and confront Pharaoh, the most powerful man at the time. And because God had given him a word, he was able to go and find himself setting the people free. You know, for Ali and I, we... We, uh, most of you guys would know our story. We, we, it took us a long time for Ali to be able to fall pregnant. You know, it's five or six years of sort of waiting and believing and holding on to a word that God had given us. But you know, that early on in the piece, I had a real strong sense that God had said, Dan, you're going to become a dad one day. And it was a word that I was able to hold on to. And though it took longer than we ever wanted to take long, we had a moment where God gave us that word and it meant that we could hold on to his word. And so why encouraging to every single person when it comes to drought breaking, let's find ourselves listening up. Don't go to the, to the project to get your word. Don't go to Woman's Weekly to go get your word. We need to be going to God the Father to find ourselves getting the word. We need to find ourselves in the seed, in the, in the great promise of God's word and discovering his word for us. Don't go to a confused culture that's constantly um, confusing itself 
go to God, find ourselves hearing his word, hearing his word. Because when we hear his word, we attach faith to it. Faith comes through healing. Number one, let's listen up. Number two, we're going to climb the mountain. Verse 42 says, but Elijah climbed the mountain. Ahab, he sat and he ate. Ahab stayed where he was. Ahab did not level up. But Elijah, he moved. He got activated. He leveled up. He found himself being able to, to move to the place. And interestingly, he actually goes to Mount Carmel. And if you read through the earlier scriptures, we actually understand that on Mount Carmel was the place that he encountered God. On Mount Carmel was the place where fire came down from heaven on Mount Carmel. So he went back to the place we had encountered God. And I want to get super practical for just for a second with us right now. I believe that we're going to be drought breakers. We need to find ourselves, find ourselves climbing the mountain. We need to find ourselves in places and moments where we can be alone, isolated, and in a place where we can indeed seek God. My question for you is, where is your mountain? You know, recently, uh, my wife and I, we've been able to join the gym and I've been able to find myself in places where I, I put my AirPods in, I listen to some worship, I've got a devotional that I work through, I've got the Word of God, and whilst I'm heading the treadmill, whilst I'm pressing some weights, I'm in a place where I'm actually seeking God. In the last few months as I've done that, it's been a remarkable time as I've been able to hear from God, hear His voice. So my question to you guys right now, and we can discuss this later in one of the questions, is where is your mountain? What does it look like? And some might say, well, God's everywhere. And we, my encouragement to you, I think routines and patterns and rhythms, they matter. And so find yourself in a routine. Find yourself in a place where you can indeed go and climb your mountain. You know, Elijah, he finds himself in a place where he puts his head between his knees as if to block out all the noise. We live in a, a world that's so noisy. And so if I find ourselves climbing the mountain, Moses, he would constantly climb the mountain in order to be able to seek God and hear from God. Jesus himself would, would get out of bed in the morning early and go to the garden to be able to hang out with his heavenly Father. How much more do we need to find ourselves climbing the mountain too? And so, listen up. Let's climb the mountain. And number three, in order to be able to be drought breakers in our community, my encouragement is to, to look up, to look up. Verse 43, he says that he sent his servant to go and look up towards the sea. You see, Elijah, he'd heard the word. He'd received the word. He'd positioned himself on the mountain to receive from God. And thirdly, he then went and activated that. He had hope filled up in his life. I love Hebrews 11, chapter 1, where it talks about the fact that faith is a substance. It's real to God. You know, in Mark, it talks about the fact that when Jesus saw four men carrying a lame man to be able to come, he says, I can see your faith. It's, it's a substance. It's, it's, it's tangible, like a currency to God. And so, so faith is a substance for things hoped for, yet not seen right now. And we're going to understand that Elijah, he's in a drought. He's, he's in a place where he hears a word and he doesn't see the, the, the clouds around. He doesn't see the, the rainfall. He doesn't see the winds picking up. But he holds on to this word. He goes and seeks from God. And then he finds himself saying to his servant, Right out, I've heard. Now let's go. Let's go and look. And seven times he sends his servant to go and look. He comes back. Sorry, sorry, prophet. There's... I, I haven't been able to see any clouds. Go again. I'll, I'll come back now and still no clouds. Go again. 
He's probably thinking like, I'm climbing this mountain all the time. He's probably got quads of steel right now. But he's finding himself, go again, go again, go again. You know what, you know what faith is? Faith is, is actually even a place where you hope. And, and hope is looking. Hope is going back to that place as God say, God, I've heard the word. I'm holding on to the word. And now I'm, I'm in faith for the things I don't yet necessarily see yet. For Ali and I, that was our story, that we had to have faith for the things that we yet to see. I'll never forget holding on for four or five years with, with sort of that sense of, and I felt like the servant, go and look again, go and look again. Until I came back from a missions trip, Ali's talking to me in the, in, the, in the kitchen and she comes and says to me, hey, guess what, we're pregnant. And I felt myself in, a set, in an instant feel like I've now been able to see the things that I was hoping for, the things that I've been in faith for. And my encouragement to us as we go to be a drought breakers for our church, drought breakers for our families, drought breakers for our community, for our colleagues, for our, for our friends, for those around us, for our neighbours, we're going to hold on in faith. Romans chapter 4, it says, and I'll close with a couple of thoughts on this. Romans chapter 4, it talks about how uh, Abraham had faith, but more than faith, he had hope. And it says here in verse 18, it says, even when there was no reason for hope, some would say Elijah had no reason for hope. There'd been droughts. It says, Abraham kept on hoping. Other translations took the fact that he hoped against hopelessness. In other words, he believed in the word, even when it didn't make sense. And this is my heart. This is my hope. This is what I want to stir up with you this morning or this afternoon when you're watching this. Let's hope on the word of God. Let's hope with what he's been able to give us. And I love it how on the seventh time, the servant comes down and he says, hey, I've got some good news and some bad news. Uh, the good news, I've seen an itty bitty little, uh, little cloud. That's the good news. The bad news is so, uh, it's, it's only real, real small. It's real small. So this is a cloud, but it's only really small. And I want to encourage those people here who may have been in hope, who may be fine off some discouragement. I feel like there's a word for you here right now is that even the little clouds can bring big rain. I love it how that, that little cloud, that little cloud the size of a man's fist, turned into something that became mighty rain. And my prayer is that we believe big as we understand the greatness of God, as we seek him, as we listen to his word, as we are activated, as we receive from God, we may indeed be able to be people who are drought breakers, bringing living rain to those around us. You know, you're gonna have a chance to be able to go through a couple of questions now. They're actually mostly around testimonies. And I want to share, I want to spur one another on. Let's be drought breakers. Let's be rainmakers because God has positioned us for a time such as this. God bless. We hope you've been encouraged by this message. For more information about C3 New Hope and its locations, visit our website at c3newhope.com.au.